0: I'm mixing this together. It's uh, egg and cream and uh, herbs and salt and whatnot. And now I'm pouring it over this um, mixture of sauerkraut and potato, as well as some ground beef and some, a bit of uh, bacon. In small pieces, oh, there's still some stuff that's stuck on the bottom of this thing. Um, And then that is going to go into the oven while I'm going on my walk. see if I can remove that from the bottom of this container. I don't want to waste any precious ingredients, so let me just pour this over the rest of the... of the... um, of the dish and now this goes into the oven preheat it at 200 degrees Celsius that's a lot in Fahrenheit I don't know how much and then we'll just shove it in place it in the middle and then that should stay in there for at least 45 minutes probably even a little bit more because I just started to preheat the oven five minutes ago which means that I will have plenty of time for my walk, and then when I'm back, it should be time for dinner. Let me put the cream back in the, in the fridge. Oh, wait, the eggs maybe also. Do I have room? Well, actually, we don't have to put the eggs back, back in the fridge. It's one of the advantages of living in Europe. We don't put eggs in the fridge. At least not, not necessarily. All righty. So let's head outside. I feel that my my cheeks are just red and warm and it's probably from a mixture of fatigue and uh, an exertion in the kitchen <laughs> and uh, It's already dark outside It's around a quarter to eight in the evening the bell tower here of the church is lit and and there are some darker clouds in the sky that may in fact indicate that we're going to get some rain. Uh, so far so good. It's still dry. We've had a lot of rain recently and uh, I'm trying to convince myself that I don't mind the rain. <laughs> it's funny but uh, I've, I've talked often in, uh, in, in these episodes about the power of self-talk in in both directions. You can uh, talk to yourself in a negative way and that will influence how you feel but you can also try to think differently and try to um, have positive thoughts about stuff that is in fact neutral. I mean, rain itself is neutral. Let me just cross the road here. Um, And normally when it's raining, when it's cold, when there is wind... Uh, instinctively, you have kind of that repulsion you don 't want to be outside in this kind of weather, but the thing is, why not <laughs> we 've had uh, several months of very, very dry, hot weather, way too hot for for what w- compared to what we 're used to. Um, I, I just came back at least it feels like I just came back from this vacation in in Tuscany, in Italy, and it was just so horribly hot. And now the temperature has dropped considerably, and it's probably not coming back to um, uh, to, to regular temperatures anytime soon. So um, right now, outside, it must be about 13 degrees Celsius. And the, because of the rain, um, everything is kind of stays cold. Um, and according to the weather forecast, it's not going to... All right. Well, what's that sound? <laughs> um, the weather forecast says that it, the temperatures are uh, below what what is normal. Normally, it would be around nineteen degrees Celsius. Uh, so it's already dropping to ten degrees, and we already had even freezing temperatures during the night. Uh. So, but, so I'm thinking. Well, okay. Why am I complaining about the temperatures and about the rain? Um, a few weeks ago, when it was so hot and so dry, I was praying for this kind of weather and now all of a sudden it would be negative. So I'm trying to tell myself, hey, fun. It's cold. It's nice and fresh. I feel vibrant and alive. It's raining, you know. I've, uh, the other day, I deliberately stepped on my bike in the rain. I have a very good uh, raincoat and, and, how do you call that, rain pants? So basically, I could cover myself entirely. I bought those uh, f- f- for when I was uh, walking to Santiago. And it's a really good quality. So normally, with a certain rain protection, you'll get it all sweaty inside because it doesn't breathe. Uh, but this this particular uh, suit that I have, a rain suit, um, actually does breathe. And, and so you could... It, it feels great. <laughs> it's warm. Um, it keeps the the water out and at the same time uh it uh it breathes and so i was going for i had to what was i going to get? oh yeah i was looking for uh, a bullet journal i'll talk about that in a minute i wanted to get a bullet journal journal and they were selling them in Ada, which is a city uh or actually it's a is it a city i think it's a village anyway it's a, it's a pretty big big town north of where i live so that's about half an hour by bike and it was pouring but i just climbed on my bike and i was like okay i'm going to enjoy this i like biking in the rain and lo and behold i actually really enjoyed that day and uh and uh, anyway why am i saying well why am i sharing this it's just the power of thinking positively uh and 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 and, and I keep telling myself, you know, I like this weather. Um, another thing, because the temperature outside has dropped so much, I haven't put the heating on yet in the house. Uh, because, well, <laughs> gas prices and uh, the house is ve- is not very well insulated. Uh, so I'm trying to postpone that as much as possible. Inside the house is pretty chilly. Uh, downstairs it's 15 degrees. So that's kind of the same t- temperature as outside. Um but I'm trying to make it into a game. You know, how can I stay warm in, the, in these conditions? And so I'm wearing like a thermal underwear and uh, an extra pullover. Um, I've got these great woolen socks. Again, I bought them all for walking to Santiago. So I put those on. I put an extra pair of socks underneath. Um, and I've noticed that it's actually quite feasible to stay warm during the day and so i uh i notice that as long as my feet are warm and dry um i really don't mind the 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 temperature whereas if i if i have cold feet then my hands are also cold and i feel miserable and then uh to sleep uh i i have like these two bed sheets or um covers i'm not sure what the uh, the 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 word is in english that i bought at ikea's and it is uh like a very thick blanket it's filled with um, feathers and so it's super warm and cozy and i have to say because the temperature in my house is so low i sleep like a rock i've never slept this well in ages and so yeah it's chilly, but on the other hand, I'm actually doing quite well, and, uh, and and there is one upside: is this these cooler temperatures give me energy, or at least keep me kind of uh, awake? <laughs> so that is that is maybe a, a, an upside of this. Um, the, the the only thing is that so now I notice that I am a little bit feverish almost. Um, this is not related to the cold, by the way. I think this is still part of those moments of fatigue that I've experienced. Uh, it's already a lot better than last week. So I've, I've uh, explained in on my previous podcast that I was um, uh, suspecting that a, a, a part of the cause of this fatigue was a lack of vitamin D, maybe also B12. Because that's, in fact, what caused it... What is it? Three years ago, when I was having exactly the same symptoms, and so what I did was I, I took some supplements and vitamin D, and I started to put meat back on the menu every evening, not much, but enough to uh, to get uh, whatever I need in terms of iron and iron I should say iron and and vitamin B12 and and that sort of stuff, and that has already had a massive positive uh impact on how I feel. Um but today, I don't know, when I woke up, I had the sniffles. Uh, I had a bit of a sore throat. Um and I'm just I feel like I'm not 100%. Maybe I'm like at 80% of how I normally feel. And so I decided to just let's not take any risks. I called off the running training for today. Um, and I'm going to uh, to sleep a little bit more this evening. To this, I'm actually one of the other reasons that I'm a, a bit careful is that I just got a phone call from Father Henry, who was in Lourdes this uh, past week. So um, he was uh, leading a pilgrimage with his parishioners, and uh, so he was in Lourdes for, for I think for about eight days or something like that. He uh, he came home on Monday very late the flight was delayed and so today he called me and I could already hear his voice like he was like yeah it's not going well I was like uh-oh he's sick turns out he has COVID and he's not the only one uh like eight other people from his group also have COVID and so immediately he had to he had to go in isolation and uh uh he was calling me and asking me if I could uh take over uh, mass on Saturday evening because he will still be in his uh, five days of, of quarantine. And so, of course, uh, that's not a problem. <laughs> but I was like, OK, yeah. So we're, we, as much as I would want COVID to be over, um, today in, in the news in the Netherlands, at least, they warned that this could be the beginning of a new COVID wave. Um, They've seen a spike of, I think, like 30% more infections. Uh, Hospitalizations are increasing. And this is still, of course, the uh, Omicron variant that we're dealing with here in the Netherlands. And thankfully, they've also started to roll out the next wave of uh, vaccinations. So I think that right now they're at the age of like 70, 75 or something like that. So in a few weeks... From now, I, I should be uh, eligible for, uh, for a vaccination. And that should hopefully protect me, uh, because this, these are new vaccina- vaccinations um, that are uh, more effective against co- uh, the Om- Omicron variant. Definitely going to get that one as soon as it's available. And, uh, and, and, and I bought a, a new masks, new face masks, uh, in, when I was in Rome, um, everybody was wearing them, even though the situation in terms of numbers of infections was much lower. The orange actually was the same as in the Netherlands, but they have maintained that obligation to wear masks in public transport. Maybe during the summertime they uh, they abolished that. But um, and the same thing in the United States. In in, in on the flight, uh, I wore a mask. In certain other areas, I, I just wanted to be uh, cautious. And so I, I got some new masks just in case, because last time when there was a wave like that, uh, these FF, FFP2 masks, so like the medical ones, they uh, they were gone. <laughs> you couldn't get them anymore because there was an immediate shortage. So this time I was like, OK, let me just get a, a bunch of them right now so that in case this is indeed the beginning of a new wave, um, I at least are able to protect myself and to protect others from getting infected so hopefully Father Henry will not have uh, you know, too many nasty symptoms uh, he did say that he didn't have the kind of headache that he had the last time but then again, this is just the beginning of the let's say of the of the curve you could say, so maybe it's it will get worse I don't know uh, or maybe it will just stay mild I've heard from several other of my friends so I've got a few friends that are that I normally train with, uh, they told me that when they had this COVID variant, they actually were pretty sick for two days and then it subsided very quickly. But I still am really not uh, in the mood for getting another infection. Uh, I've had so much trouble with the first one. I I would not want to relive that experience, even if it's just like a milder variant. Um, So I'm, I'm just gonna be extra careful. Uh, so let's talk about that bullet journal that I just mentioned. Uh, this is a method uh, that I discovered thanks to Inge. She told me, hey, I discovered this uh, this book. It's called The Bullet Journal Method. And uh, this may actually also be interesting for you. Um, because, I, of course, I, I've been journaling for two years now. And it's been such a game changer in my life. Um, I... I I can't tell you how much I've benefited from journaling. Just putting my thoughts on paper, having that extra step during the day, in the morning and in the evening, where I can reflect upon what I do, uh, on the choices that I made, also on the things that went wrong and trying to figure out, so, okay, so why didn't you meet your goals? What have you learned? Uh, It's brought me so much insight in how how my brain works, (laughs) how I react to things. And it's also been... Almost therapeutical in in difficult moments this past year, where I had to work through some uh, personal issues, family issues um, and it's it's liberating to put things on paper, so this is what I feel right now. this is like I would have these nightmares like almost reliving things from the past, and then I would just write it down and try to figure out so what 's going on there. <laughs> Why do I have? Why, when I, when I sleep, I have such vivid dreams. It's clear that my brain is trying to process stuff. So what is that? And how, do I, how can I relate to that? Anyway, just journaling was amazing. But it was all kind of long-form journaling. Just writing down my feelings, my thoughts, etc. But this method, the bullet journal method is much more about... It's a combination of things. It can be a way to log your feelings or events in your life, but it can also be a way to organize your life, which is something that I normally do also while journaling. So in the morning, I write down um, how I feel and what is my most important task of the day, my my frog, if you don't know what I'm referring to. (laughs) I think uh, a few months ago, I explained the whole you know, what's, what's, the, what's the frog you're going to eat first method? Um, and then first step. So how do I get over that hurdle? What's the first small thing that I can do? All these little tricks. And then normally I would open my calendar and I would start to plan based on my priorities, uh, based on, you know, what is urgent and important. I would put that on my calendar. And then in the evening I would just go through the stuff that I put in my calendar, and then I would try to analyze: so what worked, and why, and what didn't work, or didn't I finish, and why? And that was, you know, that's a, that's a that's a great rhythm that I have. Uh, but this method is much more, um, I would say, effective in giving you even more purpose. Even more, well, maybe not purpose. It's not A method is not going to give you purpose. But it's going to reveal to you what you do, why you do it, and also the things that are important to you but you don't do them. And helps you think about why that is. And, and so, I w- I, I'm not going to describe the entire method here. What I love about it is its relative simplicity. You only need uh, a journal... Paper <laughs> and a pen and uh, and a ruler and that's it and it's it's got the, it's a very nifty kind of shorthand to write things down that are happening um, and it can basically deal with anything so it can be uh, uh, it can be a log of what you of the stuff that you do it can also be your your planning um, there is evaluation that is built in um, you can put things you can get rid of stuff like every month you kind of look at everything you've done and then you just strike out what is no longer important and, and that that's a big difference with for instance a to-do list I've, I've got the google to-do list normally open and it's this long list of stuff that i wrote down sometimes a year ago and it just stays there because i, I i'm not able to check it off and this this method actually forces you every month to evaluate, is this still important? Or, And if not, just get rid of it. Because ultimately, it stresses the, the incredible value of time. Time is a currency that you can only spend once. And so, everything you do, even the stuff that you feel like you have to do, but you don't really want to, or you committed to something and you wonder if it's you know are, am i really doing this because i feel called to do this or am i just doing this because i don't like the confrontation of <laughs> telling other people that well actually no i can't do this anymore so it's it's about saying yes to yourself yes to your vocation maybe also if you put that on a spiritual level saying yes to god because if god calls you for something and you keep putting like small stuff in before you know that those that bigger vocation or that bigger calling, um, then you're not using your time, the time that you've been given, uh, in in a way that will help God's plan to realize itself. And so, um, I've so I've started with first step, and that was already that took me a day, not because it was complicated, because it because but because it made me think so much. So the first thing you do is you take a piece of paper. This is before you start journaling. And on that, you divide that paper in three columns. It's a horizontal sheet of paper. And then on the left, in the left column, you write down, what am I currently doing? And it can just be, what are you working on right now? What are the tasks? It could be anything from, I put down chores. I'm folding my laundry. (laughs) I'm... Uh, I have to cook. I have to go get groceries. I'm working on uh, recording the walk and uh, the break every week. I I celebrate mass. It's like all these things that are part of my work routines uh, that I do every day. But also stuff while I was writing it down. I was like, huh, yeah, I'm actually doing this. But uh, it's not going very well. <laughs> and then I started to realize... Okay, thankfully there are two more columns because in the middle column you write down what should I be working on? Now that's a hard one. What should I be working on? So that's basically something that is important, that is vital maybe even. It could be, for instance, a project that is bringing in the money. But you're not doing it, but you should be. (laughs) Instead, you're 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 spending your time in a different way. So that middle column, that was a hard one because it was so long. There were so many things I wrote down there where it's like, oh man, I should I should do this. Where am I? I've no idea where I am. This is a big roundabout. Huh. It looks beautiful. It's a it's almost like a piece of art. They use different colored stones to create this roundabout and it looks almost like a, a dartboard like a big dartboard amazing if they ever want to nuke this place they're going to look for this roundabout <laughs> perfect target practice <laughs> anyway i'll just go to the right here it's dark so i don't even recognize my own my own village it's it's crazy um So that was, and and you know what? I was writing down stuff like, for instance, YouTube videos. I should, you know, do live streaming. And I wrote it in that middle column because it's, uh, there's another column on the right, this is the third one. And in the third one, you write down what would you like to work on? So it's not what should you work on. That's what's vital, what's important. But what would I like? It's more about goals, long-term goals. It's like these, these wishes, these dreams. And it, it, that too was that list was actually the longest, and it was full of things like, oh my gosh, I, I, I want to go on a pilgrimage. I want to go and walk to Santiago uh, and film that experience. Maybe I want to go and organize a, a trideo. Uh, a pilgrimage to Rome, um, you know, I, I, I want to make that Netflix documentary. <laughs> Just these dreams, the big goals of my life. And I realized, making that division between these two columns, that the things I should be working on are in fact the ones that should ultimately end up in my left column um and and the dreams and the goals you know what what would I love to work on that 's going to ask discernment because ultimately of course if you if you only uh work on what is vital, what brings in the, resor- the money or uh, <laughs> uh, that keeps people happy um, you 're working on the important stuff, but it 's kind of uh short term and of course you have some of these big dreams may actually be part of god's plan and if you never write them down it's so easy to forget about them and time just keeps ticking and you keep doing all the small stuff i'm not saying that that's not urgent or important but you need to have that third column and to revisit it from time to time and put it in the system. This is the next step, and I'll get to that tomorrow, where you actually start to integrate. The, so what are you currently working on? And every every time you add something to your calendar, so this could be like, okay, this week I must work on this. A lot of what is in that middle column, of course, ultimately, if it's something I should I should be working on, it means that it is important either to me or it's important to other people and the question so and if that's the case if it's important if it's vital for the 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 mission for instance one one of those things is um in the middle column i used to have the podcasting and and there were sometimes Moments in my life, or periods in my life, where I just could not find the time to record my podcasts because I had that very stringent uh, deadline for the TV productions, and then of course, if you're if you're uh, running out of time, then everything has to has to wait. But as you've noticed this year, I've put all that in the first column. It's like this is what I do. Come rain or come shine, no matter how, even if I'm sick, I will still record the break, and I will still record the walk. That's my commitment. That is uh, super important for for me, for my mission, and it's very important to the people that are counting on me doing this. Um, and I want the same the same. I want to give the same importance to the videos that I make on YouTube and on TikTok. Because those for me are occasions to build community. I can gather people around the content and start to build a relationship. And you cannot build a relationship just with archival stuff. Yes, I have a ton of videos already out there. But in order to feed a relationship, it has to be, has to be alive. <laughs> I have to keep making contact with those audiences. Let's see if I can cross the road here to the other side where I ultimately should be. Now, this part of the road is actually a bit darker. Big trees that are actually partially covering the light of the lanterns. So the lantern has now grown into the tree. <laughs> wow! Nature takes over. Um, so, but so, when you start to put all those things into your into your system, uh, the the method actually wants you to ask with everything you 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 add to your daily tasks or weekly tasks, uh, why? Why is this important? Why do you do this? And that, so even the dreams, and I have a lot of dreams, they all require that same question. So, why is that a dream? Why would you want to do this? Is it really important? Or is it just something that maybe sometime? And I I sometimes have these crazy dreams. Where, yeah, I'd love to go and spend a week in Disneyland in Paris. And just take the train and, and just... Why don't I do that? It's just five hours away. <laughs> it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's affordable. Especially compared to uh, Disneyland in the, in the United States. It's, uh, so why don't I do that? Well, the question is, so why? Why would you do that? Is it really the best use of your time and money right now? Um, The answer is probably going to be no. (laughs) And so I am not going to put that in my future projects. At least maybe in the future there will be a time where I will have a little bit more room and mm, priorities may change. So maybe I'll add that later. But right now it's not relevant. But that's also true from a lot of stuff that I'm doing right now. So for instance, I'm... uh, Uh, I have on my list to, um, what was it? It was was something that I was like, okay, so why why would I continue to do this? Oh, it's this constant, like, bad conscience that I have. Like, I should put a newsletter out. I should write a newsletter. I should write a newsletter. And uh, why? (laughs) A newsletter is great. If, you, if there is a specific reason that you should use that medium to reach the people that are somehow connected to you. But I, there are so many other more urgent ways and more effective ways to do that right now that I don't do. So in terms of priority, maybe not that important. So why don't I just cross that off my list for, for the time being? I can always re-add it later if circumstances change. And so it, it requires you... and. The method encourages you to be very you know, strict about that and to, to, to ruthlessly get rid of stuff that gets in the way of what you truly want to do and what is truly important. And for that alone, that's one of the major reasons that I want to follow this method and see if I can um, kind of weed out the stuff that I do because it, it, be, it has become clear to me um, that I I'm, I still have way too much on my plate, and it's not benefiting <laughs> my overall mission to uh, to do to try to do everything at once. So, uh, and and then there's always the fear of letting go of stuff that you committed to, um, and as I explained last week, it's better to do course correction as soon as possible, as soon as you notice this is costing me too much or it's not working get rid of it and it's it's there will always be something that that will work so uh it's it's instead of starting by you know but what could i build and how could i grow a community well let's first take a look at the community that is already there waiting to be catered to and we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people on YouTube and on TikTok. Those people are just already there. I already found them. So instead of trying to think, well, well maybe if I write a book, I can, you know, reach more people through Amazon and Goodreads. Or maybe if I uh, make more documentaries, uh, then I can, I can build that up. And it, it, <clears throat> Speaking of documentaries, that, that by the way, is, is always a bit of a tricky one. Uh, And and, and up until this moment, I was not able to, to figure out how I feel about that. Because I know that it is an ambition of me. It's definitely, right now, it's in the right column. This is a dream. This is a goal. I am a documentary maker. But you are only a documentary maker when you make documentaries. And right now, I'm not making documentaries. I'm filming them, but I'm not editing them. And what I was struggling with was but why is that important? And, and that's a hard one. For who are you going to make those documentaries? So of course I, I want to talk with the broadcasting organization uh, that, I've, that I've worked for for 15 years and see if they are interested in documentaries. On the, but at the same time I also feel like, hmm, you know what? I don't want to go back to that time where, where I, I went from deadline to deadline. I don't want to ever go back to uh, a, a type of production where everything is done by me. Filming, presenting, editing. I, I can do all those things, but it would cost me all the rest. And so that is non-negotiable. So whatever comes out of those talks, it will have to have a budget that enables me to uh, enlist the help of professionals that can work on this with me. I'm not going to do everything by myself. Because then I would literally put that in, that would be blocking my current mission. And my core mission right now is to help people uh, understand their faith... And integrate it, and help them to to translate that into into ways in which you can better your own life and that of the people that uh, God puts on your path. Um, and but the goal is never just to reach people. <laughs> and uh, another another answer to this question: So why would you do this? Why would you make big documentaries? like Netflix quality documentaries. Another answer could be, well, this could provide me with the resources I need to finance all the other parts of my mission. It, yes, it's a, it's a lot of work, but it, you, can, you can sell this for a, a big amount of money that will keep you afloat for months. And so if you look at it that way, then it could be actually a quite obvious way to, uh, to take care of the finances. It would definitely um, help alleviate the, the, the current problems that we have with our budget um, if, I could, if I could sell, like, four TV episodes or one big documentary. And so that is a legitimate answer. And that could be a legitimate reason to, in fact, reserve time to work on those documentaries. Um, as long as it doesn't impede the other stuff from happening. And that's, that's the big insight that I have right now. <laughs> like, uh, I think there are good reasons to keep working on those documentaries, but not in the, in the same way as I was doing last year. And that, that was my big fear. It was like, oh my gosh, if I, if I want to finish all those documentaries, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, to, to sleep <laughs> anymore because it's just so much work. Well, it all depends on if the goal is this this is important, this is vital, this matters to the mission and to the people that I want to reach to myself, then let's figure out a way to realize that without it costing me too much. you see so it's it's starting in a different way all this all these thoughts um, are definitely spurred by, by this journaling method and I haven't even started to journal <laughs> but the whole goal is not efficiency it's not time management it's not having the perfect to-do list the goal of this method is to be to live very intentionally and to be pretty ruthless about protecting that intentionally and to never waste time on stuff that ultimately has no real purpose it doesn't really help you it doesn't help your mission it doesn't help others and I love that kind of discernment aspect of the method so I'm gonna give it a try for uh, at least three months I bought a couple of journals because (laughs) I think that I will I will probably learn just by by uh, by failing and then trying again I, I I don't think that I'm going to master this real quickly but I've, I've now read an, a lot of testimonies of people that said, yes, yeah, this actually, this really works. But you have, to, you have to keep doing this for a while. So anyway, that's what I'm going to do in the morning. And that's what I'm going to do in the evening. This will also, that brings me to the last aspect of um, what I wanted to share with you on this walk. Uh, this also will help me a lot in saying no to things that are not relevant and are not good for me and I've had a bit of training this week in saying no. <laughs> um, last Sunday of course I had to replace Father Henry uh, in the parish because he was in Lourdes and that's not a problem. I, I, I told the parish that I was available if I'm there, if I'm not on a trip or working, uh, sure. I'd love to help in the parish. Um, but what I, what I didn't know when I committed to this was, of course, how, how do I feel health-wise? Do I have the energy? And so um, I, I realized that they had actually scheduled me for Saturday evening Mass, Sunday morning Mass, and also the international Mass. That's three Masses, plus I've got already my own Mass that I stream for my international audience, so that would be four masses and then Father Henry also asked me, Could you please do the catechesis for the confirmation class and that 's where I was like, Nope, sorry, can't do it um, and in fact I, I called the the person who makes the schedules I said you know i 'm it's no problem. I'll do the Saturday evening mass. I'll do the Sunday morning mass, and the Sunday morning mass was also not a regular mass. It was this like open. They call it open door mass. So it's like super low threshold. Um, you, you people are encouraged to invite others, friends, family, uh, people that never go to church, and then there's a whole lot of explanation going on, and there's the different songs. So it's a very, very uh, uh, vibrant, energetic mass. Let's see, what time is it? 8.31. thirty one keep an eye on the time, because I don't want my... I don't want my uh, my oven dish to uh, <laughs> turn into charcoal. <laughs> um, so, I, uh, I... What was I saying? And now I'm thinking about charcoal. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um... Uh, yeah, so I, I, I applaud that initiative. I think it's great they do it every month, but it also requires a lot of extra effort. Because they hadn't prepared someone who would do the explanation, so they asked me at the very last minute, yeah, Father Roger, can you explain some stuff about mass? And then I have to watch the time, because if you add all these explanations, then of course mass is going to be longer. So then I have to modify my homily. I also realized, well, there's lots of people here in church and and they are not familiar with with Scripture in the same way as the regular parishioners, so I need to adapt my homily. Anyway, all that, in the end, after that Mass, I was completely wiped out. So I was so glad that a week in advance I had already decided to say no to what I originally committed to because I know that I would have been completely uh, floored by, by that effort. It's too much. Same thing for the, the catechesis. And you know what? I found it extremely hard to say no. And it almost felt like, ah, but you committed to this. Yeah, but that was months ago. Um, and yet, once I did it, it all they all... They sorted it out. I didn't have to worry about it. And it all went well. So... You know, but that's that's not my responsibility to to find us a, a solution. To I I, I just had to say no. I can't do this. This is my this is my boundary right here. And then the same thing or something similar happened today when Father Henry was calling me up with uh, had me with COVID. And he said, Yeah. So Saturday, next Saturday I'll still be in quarantine. Uh, Father Eric is in Kevelar and uh he 's on a pilgrimage, so can you please replace me on saturday and i 'm like yeah, sure, of course no no problem and then a couple of hours later, he calls me actually just before I started cooking and uh and he's he 's like, "Yeah, oh, I forgot to s- to tell you um there are two people that um uh you need to uh, uh, give the sacrament of confirmation um and uh I was like, what? Wait, hold on. <laughs> you tell me now? <laughs> Who are these people? I mean, usually when people want to become Catholic, uh, of course, they and they've already been baptized, because, for, for instance, they're from a Protestant denomination, then the Sacrament of Confirmation is their sacrament of... of uh, that their entry into the Catholic Church, and then they do their first communion in that same Mass. That's a pretty big step. That's pretty important. They have been... Uh, prepared for for weeks, if not months, by Father Henry and Father Eric, and now is like, oh yeah. Can, by the way, can you do that also? It's a very simple, and then he started to explain, and I was like, Father Henry, no, I'm sorry, but I am not. I feel very uncomfortable with that request. I, you know me. I I always want to help. But I also know myself. This is not something I can do. Out you know, in a routine. Maybe you do that all the time. But for me, this is something very new. Plus, I want that to be very special for these people. I don't know these people. I've never met them. Uh, This is for them. It's a huge step in their faith. So if I I were to give them that sacrament of confirmation, I know that I'm going to be thinking about that from today until Saturday evening. That's always going to be on my mind. Because this is not something I can do just out of routine in a certain way. It's not that I, I want to only celebrate Mass as a routine. But it's this, I know that this is going to cost me so much extra effort. And so, I, no, I'm, I think you have to postpone this. And then he said, okay, I'll, we'll, we'll postpone it. I don't think he was very happy <laughs> that I said no. But I was like, okay, but this is the same thing as, as this, last week where I was asked to replace uh, Father Henry for the masses, and then there is this, yeah, can you do the confirmation catechesis? I'm like, dude, I have no experience doing that, and I have no time to prepare it, and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to, to uh, keep teenagers in, in, in involved and engaged, so that's going to cost me so much extra energy, and right now, if there's one thing that I don't have enough of, it's energy so again i felt (laughs) compelled to say no and but i know that it's not just me saying no to to something that i i don't like to do or uh or i can't do it but it's saying yes to myself right now i need to focus on getting my own (laughs) priorities in order my first mission is not to be a parish priest even though i love doing that my mission is to be a missionary in social media and to help people that will never come to church and still explain a little bit about faith, maybe help them a little bit in their own walk of faith, even if they don't even realize that they are, that they are on, a, on a walk of faith. But I know that, and I pray for them. But that's my primary mission. And if I start saying yes to all these extra things and oh but it's just a little bit it's very easy you know you can it's I'll explain it's a... no if i say yes to that then i'm going to say no to what is so important for my mission and part of of what i'm responsible for what i feel is my primary mission is also to create room in my life to have enough time to to discern This is all, for me, it's all pioneering work. And even though I've been creating social media and podcasts since 2005, it's it's a world that is constantly changing. And so for me, every time, at the beginning of the year, sure, I have a vague idea, this is what we're going to do. But then it's almost every year, stuff happens and you need to adapt. I need to figure out, so how am I going to cater to this audience? How am I going to help these people? And that, for me, right now, is my priority. So I'm saying yes to that. Because I believe it's part of my mission and my vocation. And so, unfortunately, even though I'd love to help, I'm going to say no to this. And my no is firm. And that's where I notice that I've grown. (laughs) Because I don't feel guilty about that anymore. I think a couple of years ago if I would be in the same situation and I would have had a request like that. First of all, I would have said yes right away without thinking. Um, and then probably a few days later, I would have called up Henry. He's like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. I lose sleep over this. And then I would feel guilty for the rest of the week. And I would keep like going in my head over like, but I should maybe I should have said yes. Maybe. ah, oh, what are they going to think about me now? What are these people... <laughs> it's like, oh, it's all in my head. And I've noticed that if you say no because you've said yes to something else, it's never a problem. And it should never be a problem to you because you're saying yes. And that requires you to say no to other stuff. If it is a problem for other people, then that is their problem. It's not your problem. So anyway, <laughs> that's what I wanted to share. Let's, uh, let's walk inside and see... Take a look at the oven, because of course, now that I've uh, teased you at the beginning of this uh, of this walk, you want to at, at least get an idea of the end result. Hmm, I can already smell. The, I can smell the oven. How long have I been doing this? Take a look at the. Oh, already 15 minutes. So that is exactly the time that it took. That it should take. Ah mm. oh I smell the sauerkraut. Ooh, that looks beautiful. I think I'm gonna leave it in for more five more minutes so it can brown up a little bit. But it's nice, it's sizzling. Let me open the door. Oh whoa! Ooh, that's very hot. Okay. <laughs> Especially since I've been walking outside and it's cold outside. Oh, do you hear that? You hear that? Ooh, that is so good. Mm. it's it's the bacon and the ground beef, and then the this this mixture of um, uh, egg and cream, and then the, of course the potatoes, uh, the slices of the potato that they they both um, uh, are observing, ob- absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. It's absurd. <laughs> They're absorbing. The moisture, and at the same time, the the top is now browning, um, and getting that nice crispy because of the egg, I think, in the mixture. Oh, I'm so hungry. What time is it? Oh my, oh boy, it's already <laughs> it's 8:40 already. Yeah, it's it's much later than I than it should be. But anyway, I have. I have fulfilled my, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my goal for today. I wanted this, the frog that I wrote down this morning in my regular journal was, I need to record the walk because I want to go back to that rhythm of recording that on Tuesdays. And so that's what I did. And yeah, I could have done this earlier, but I didn't. So that's why I'm eating a little bit later than normal. It's all because I want to be there for you. And I want to be consistent in in what i put out all right thank you so much if you have a moment uh to pray for father henry that he uh will recover soon and also please pray for all the other members of our community that are going through difficult times sometimes illness we've got chris who is currently uh very much stressing out about the storm that's hitting florida because it's uh his house is in the path of the storm so they've been evacuated so please pray for them as well and um and know that I'm praying also for you. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions or feedback uh, after what I've shared with you, always feel free to let me know. Even if it's, you know, criticism, and uh, I can handle it. Never worry about that. Um, <laughs> but but I, I, I love that feedback because it, it helps me in that process of discernment because it's not just about what is important to me What matters much more is what is important for you. That's why I'm here. That's why I do this work. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. God bless.